This is the Stay Healthy New Jersey podcast, aimed at helping you live an active and healthy life in and around Somerset and Union County, New Jersey. This podcast is brought to you by Strive to Move, located in Warren and Berkeley Heights. Strive to Move helps active adults in New Jersey get back to doing what they love pain-free. We have a very special guest with us today. We have Joe McHale. Now, some of you may know Joe's mom, Lauren, who works with us here at Strive to Move. And we have Joe on because he has a very special story to share with us today, is, has gone through quite a bit. Um, and I'll just introduce him a little bit. Joe is a very recent graduate, 2019 graduate of Providence College or University? College. Providence College in Rhode Island. And he's a division, now former Division One lacrosse player. And this season, going into his senior year, we'll get really far into it, but he was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. And so what we're going to do today is we'll obviously introduce Joe, and then I want him to share his story. So, Joe, how are you today? I'm good, Dr. Justin. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thank you. So let's go back to the fall when all this kind of started. So let's, as we back up, you grew up in Burnsville. You went to Seton Hall Prep. And you were Division One scholarship athlete, lacrosse player at Providence, um, and played basically your whole career as a quote unquote normal. And then take us back to the fall. What happened? Yeah, for sure. So um, you know, dating back to my junior spring, I've been having hamstring issues, which I was seeing you for. Obviously, um, going into senior year in September, it was perfectly healthy. Um, you know, good weight. You know, strong, uh, just ready to go, ready to attack senior year and. Um, I actually hurt my hamstring again, and which was very unfortunate. Uh, went through that whole rehab process. Um, then, you know, my first day back, this is probably early November, late October. First step I take on the field, hurt my hamstring again. Um, and then, you know, it was a little bit confusing. You know, then we were starting to ask questions as to why this was happening um, over and over again. Um, and then beyond that, in the next coming weeks leading up to Thanksgiving, I was losing a lot of weight. I dropped probably from 210 pounds down to all the way to about 185. Um, I was using the bathroom a lot, which is another typical uh, you know, signal of something is going wrong. And um, eventually, you know, being that, you know, my mother, Lauren, as most of you know, and my father um, have this disease, um, I asked them right away and said, hey, like, can we check this out and go to the doctor? Um, went to the doctor got some blood work done and they they kind of knew right away so that's how you found out so one of the things that started to happen tell them about because it's something i didn't even really realize talk about what happened with your eyesight for a short period of time and then how and what what happened there for sure so i eventually went back to school once i got everything under control and i was actually sitting in class one day finals were about two weeks away so a pretty busy time of the school year, and um, I was sitting in class, and my, my vision actually started to get pretty hazy. Um, and you know, that was probably around two o'clock, you know, feeding into the afternoon. And you know, after dinner, and eventually, you know, at night when I was hanging out with my friends back at home um, at my house at Providence, um, my eyesight was completely gone. And you know, I wear contacts, so I was maybe like, oh, maybe it's a bad batch of contacts. Um, I'll, you know, I'll wake up tomorrow, it'll be fine. Um, actually woke up the next day, put my contacts in, still nothing. Um, so that was a, a big area of concern. And um, basically, I was freaking out. I was calling the doctor. I was calling my parents. I didn't know what to do. Um, and it actually was 
a delayed reaction to bringing my blood sugar back to normal levels. levels. So um, for a person that doesn't know much about the disease, my blood sugar fasting before eating or drinking was about 350. And that process of bringing that down to normal levels, which is around between 70 and 130, um, your body has to readjust. And, and a lot of that is your bloodstream. And a lot of your bloodstream goes into your feet and your um, eyesight, uh, eye, eye blood vessels. So basically, the adjustment period for me being at extremely high levels to low, there's a transition period where the vessels in your eyes have to adjust. And that's what I was going through. And the doctors told me literally that there's nothing you can do. You just got to wait it out. So I was actually sitting in my bed wearing two pairs of glasses to bump up my prescription um, to try to even watch TV. And eventually my dad brought me back home. Um, and then I came back to school um, with a few days left in finals when I had almost full eyesight return, but that was a pretty crazy time period. Yeah, and pretty now crazy. just for everyone, your your eyesight is perfectly back to normal. Perfectly back to normal. Good. Um, so crazy crazy story. And when you were going through that, it was it was, and I I didn't even really know about that. And you know we studied it it's just for the audience. Someone that is type one diabetic, what does that actually mean in your body? What's not happening? Yeah, so basically your pancreas produces insulin to balance um, your blood sugar after you eat and drink food or do any sort of physical activity. So basically, you know, when you eat something with sugar and carb carbohydrates, your blood sugar will go up, but your pancreas will inject insulin into your bloodstream to bring it back down to healthy levels. Um, my pancreas now does not is not fully functional, so I have to take insulin on my own manually to try to balance that out. And basically the main things that affect your blood sugar are carbohydrates and sugars. So my new diet um, focuses mainly on you know, protein oriented with healthy carbs and the least sugar as possible. Right. Um, so basically I had to completely overhaul what I was eating, what I was drinking, um, and kind of focus on those main food groups to keep it in normal levels because um, you know, if, if, for example, if I eat a sugary food, there's only so much insulin can do. My sugar will go very high, which means I'll get very tired and, um, you know, very like dizzy and stuff. And if I take too much insulin and not, you know, sticking to the ratios of insulin that I have to take, um, I'll go too low, which leads to, you know, more serious, um, more serious risks such as like a heart attack or, you know, something crazy like that, which, um, obviously you never want to ha have happen and you'll get extremely dizzy and you know you kind of feel it right away you start sweating your heart starts to palpitate a little bit so um, it's definitely something you have to keep an eye on especially as a 21 year old you know a lot of 21 year olds don't have to deal with stuff that I have to deal with and you kind of have to have an eye on everything that you put into your body so we kind of glossed over it but I think you know an important point um, so your mom, Lauren, and then also, you know, your dad, Joe, who was also a division one athlete and pro football player. He, they are both type one diabetic and your uncle as well is right. Right. Mm -hmm. When this started in the fall, uh, in the back of your head, did you think maybe before it all started or it wasn't even on your radar that this might be the thing? Um, honestly, I, I was more focused on just getting back on the field. Um, you know, I have gone through injuries before. Um, like I mentioned, and, you know, when this started to happen, I maybe thought it's because maybe I wasn't working out as much because of rehab or, 
you know, maybe I was eating funky, but, you know, the more I tried to change my diet during that time period when I didn't know and, and nothing was working and, you know, the doctors didn't know what was going on up at school and the, and the trainers and the coaches were trying to ask questions and saying, you know, Joe, you lost a lot of weight. Why are you not eating? You know, eat more um, and, and things of that nature. That's when I started to ask questions. And type 1 diabetes isn't necessarily a, you know, hereditary passed down disease uh, but your percentages do obviously go up when um, your parents have it or people in your family. Um, so that's another reason why I didn't really think it was that initially. Do you, um, how do you feel now? Like that, I know you're like, we'll go back and talk about this season, but overall, how do you feel now that everything is regulated? I feel much better. You know, I, I didn't realize how tired and, and beat up I actually was until I started getting on a treatment plan with the insulin and the other um, pills that I have to take uh, to balance everything out. Um, but if, other than bumps and bruises from the season, I feel great now. And, you know, being done and finally having, you know, some stability because when you play, um, obviously your blood sugar reacts accordingly where as you're burning carbs when you're working out and running and lifting and stuff, you have to balance that back up um, because, you know, obviously you want to maintain a healthy uh, living or a healthy blood sugar while on the field and, you know, not have those risks of injury and other things. So um, there are definitely times throughout the year where, I, you know, I'd spike very high one day or go very low during a practice or a game. And, you know, it's just something I kept an eye on. And now that I'm finished and graduated and, can finally have even more stable levels than I already had during the season. Um, I definitely feel great right now. I think it's an important point from you know my perspective. We treated you for your hamstring, and you had a couple you know what we would, what we would consider orthopedic-based injuries. Um, but for people out there, whether you know whether other practitioners or they're a parent or a kid, and someone you know either keeps getting injured and something you'd think that isn't really related, um, but if the things keep happening, they don't really make sense. I think. It just is a good reminder that maybe we should look elsewhere. Like, is it something, you know, if you think about it, why would your pancreas have anything to do with your hamstring? But your body, it's a, it's, it works all together. We always say everything's connected, but we kind of say that in jest sometimes. Everything's related. But, you know, for you, you know, as your blood sugar was becoming unstable and your body was having these internal things that we couldn't quite put a finger on yet, it manifested itself in hamstring pulls. So, you know, I think that that's just an important point for us all to, to realize when things just really stop making sense, um, you know, we do have to look elsewhere. And, and you know, in my, in my world, it's a good lesson. Maybe make sure we're referring out or getting blood work or doing things to always make sure, you know, trusting our intuition um, just to kind of, just to kind of make sure we're, we're addressing the whole, the whole person. So you're doing, you're doing obviously awesome right now, which is great. You finished the season and for you, you know, we, we were able to keep you and stay healthy through the whole season. I mean, you hurt your thumb, but again, you played through, which is fine. Um, but I was super impressed and super happy for you. Cause again, you dealt with a lot of just injuries through the last couple of years and you were able to play your senior year. You guys had a pretty good season, had a great senior day win and I, that's where I want to go next with you because now with this diagnosis you didn't just kind of sit home and cry about it you started to actually make a change and use your platform to do something really really cool which um, you know we'll, we'll we'll talk about and link in it but talk to me about what happened with your senior day and and all of that type of thing and how that came about 
yeah, so when I came back to school in January for preseason, um, for those of you that don't know, lacrosse um, is not just a spring sport. You know, our first game is the first week of February. So right after New Year's Eve, we kind of come back right the first week of January. And, you know, as a 21-year-old senior, I'm also looking for a job. So I also sat down with um, a few people in athletics that I thought could have some good connections for me. And they actually, you know, talking through with them my story and what I've been through and, you know, kind of just having, you know, those good, the good healthy conversation with them. This kind of came out of fruition where, you know, we wanted to try to dedicate a game to fundraising and awareness uh, for type 1 diabetes. You know, not only being that I was just diagnosed, but there's also, you know, another student athlete coming in that is affected by the disease that will play on the Providence College lacrosse team and um, that there's other members of the community that we, we may not even know about. Um, so I just, you know, wanted to use the, the tight-knit community of men's lacrosse, especially at the Division One level. And, you know, with the impact of social media, I thought it would be a really cool idea to put a game together and, you know, raise awareness and fundraising. So um, they thought no other perfect day than senior day uh, versus a conference rival in Villanova where there's a lot of ties back you know with a lot of my friends you know are on that Villanova team and you know it was just an awesome day and you know we raised a lot of money there's a video put together and it kind of went viral and um, it, it was just unbelievable and most importantly we also did win that game so yeah so a few points there first of all there's a it was a great video that they interviewed you they you know showed your parents they showed your dad talking about your story they played it at halftime of the game right mm-hmm. um, and then with that you were raising money for type 1 diabetes which you had a goal of like I think you started like a thousand everyone's like dude come on let's. Yeah. and you would you raise total at this point so yeah like like dr. Justin said I thought you know being that I only had a week to kind of fundraise and you know when I was set in stone I originally set it at you know, a thousand, and then I kept bumping up and up, and we eventually raised uh, ten thousand dollars. So ten thousand, and we will Hannah put this in the show notes, so the link will be live in there. So if people are listening and do want to donate, we will put that in there because it is still able to be donated too. But then after that, um, you guys were in the Big East tournament, and again, tell me, correct me if I'm wrong. It did, did the video did get played like Big East Network as well? No, so. The Big East tournament was out in Denver, Colorado, um, and it was broadcasted on CBS Sports Network, um, okay. national TV. You know, the, the the stage that you dream about as a kid, especially growing up, and the opportunity to play. You know, on that stage for, you know, again, in, out of my four years, uh, was pretty awesome. And you know, after practice, we had a practice on Wednesday, uh, the day before the game. The game was on Thursday. Um, both CBS play-by-play announcers who had already seen the video and talked about it on social media actually stopped me and and grabbed me after practice just to talk you know it was a very informal conversation you know on the field you know we just kind of talked about what happened and they were super interested in the story itself and you know they actually when they were on the national broadcast um, played um, and mentioned um, parts of the video and you know mentioned that you know, I was running this fund, you know, showed some nice pictures of my family from senior day and, you know, said some really nice things uh, about me. Um, and, you know, after that, it kind of gained some momentum again. I got a f- bunch more um, donations to kind of bring me up to that 10,000 mark. Um, but that was super cool, super 
you know, humbling experience to know that so many people care and so many people have your back through tough times. And, you know, people out of the woodwork were coming and, you know, calling me, texting me and be like, hey, like super proud of you and, you know, all this stuff. So that, that was pretty amazing and a good way to end your senior year, especially after, a, you know, a year like I had. Right. And um, just for the audience, the senior day game against Villanova, if you want to go see a crazy finish, one of the craziest uh, last 10 seconds of a regulation and then the craziest first five seconds of an overtime. And I'll leave it at that, but certainly go take the time to watch it because it was probably one of the craziest sports finishes you'll ever see, not just lacrosse or anything like that, which was a nice way to end a, end a senior day, right? Can't write a better script than that. Yeah, that, that was probably the craziest game I've ever been a part of, um, but and it's always good to beat your rival. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's fantastic. So let's go um, a little more behind the scenes and – Talk to maybe a parent or a kid that maybe is recently diagnosed, really good athlete, and they're probably concerned. Or first of all, what what does a day look like for you? Again, I played sports growing up, we all in college, but I didn't have to deal with what you did. What does a practice or game look like that might be different than even what happened, you know, before? Like an average kid that goes to practice, how how is it different for you now, or was it different? Yeah. So for me. Um you kind of have to plan your day around when you're going to have that workout practice or game. So um, you want to have your blood sugar, you know, a little bit higher than the normal rate because knowing that you're going to run it back down, back into place. And, you know, you kind of just have to set yourself up for success. So through breakfast and lunch, you kind of got to watch what you're putting into your body, eat the right thing so that you're not too high or too low going into practice. Because when you're out of range like that, that's when you are susceptible to injuries like, you know, with my hamstring and, you know, definitely some other things. So uh, a typical day is, you know, breakfast, eat a healthy breakfast or normal breakfast. Then I would go to lunch and I would eat some things that may um, give me more nutritious value. And then I would have to kind of take a notch down of insulin. So I'm in, you know, a good playing range. And, you know, besides that, then you got to go, you know, get your treatment before practice, you know, whether that's, you know, hot tub, stem, you know, any sort of orthopedic stuff, um, just to get your body ready for that sort of, uh, training and high intensity, uh, high volume training. Um, and then throughout practice, um, you know, you kind of mix in water and Gatorade. Um, Gatorade has a lot of sugar. Um, so usually when my sugar is pretty low, that's usually a, a healthy drink to kind of get it back to normal. But, you know, as you're running the carbohydrates and sugar off from what you ate during the day, you kind of have to have an extra boost during practice because you can't eat a full meal um, during practice. Are and you then, monitoring your blood sugar? Because there's now they have monitors that you, but you, I don't think we're wearing one just because of, were you wearing it during the season though, the monitor? Mm-hmm. So you were able to wear it like a monitor that's in your basically in your skin that you wear all the time. So you were able to monitor it throughout like a game. Because I was going to ask, do you have? It used to be everyone would prick the skin and get a blood drop. So you were able to see it without having to prick, prick the skin at this point, correct? Mm-hmm. So uh, how how the uh, glucose monitors work is you know the the original way is you prick your finger, put it in the machine, and then read your blood sugar but technology has come so far today where i actually can inject a transmitter um that is usually you know supposed to be on your stomach or the back of your arm but i actually had to wear it on my leg as most of you know lacrosse is a very physical sport and these transmitters transmitters do cost a lot of money so um it's least susceptible to getting um cracked or you know 
anything on my legs. So how it worked was my trainer has an app on her phone that could read my blood sugar throughout practice. And even so, usually at about halfway point of any practice, and especially during a game, I would actually go in and take a minute or two um, on a water break or a timeout and prick my finger real fast, make sure I was at a healthy level. And if I wasn't, you know, plan accordingly, whether that's drink more Gatorade or, you know, maybe I needed to run it off a little bit more, or drink more water. Um, so it was a really easy process and transition to get through with my trainers just because they were so um, convenient for me and that they were constantly looking out for me, uh, you know, along with my 50 other teammates, which is a lot. So um, definitely appreciate them for that. Could you, would you feel it? Would there be a correlation to how you felt to what your blood sugar would be? Or you'd be sometimes come off the field and prick your finger and it would, um, and you'd be like, holy crap, I didn't know I was this high or low. I would definitely feel it. Um, you know, when I was too high, I would run out of, you know, I, I play midfield. So as you know, that's a lot of running. It's more running. That's the position in lacrosse that you do the most running. And um, I had a large, was fortunate enough to have a large role on the team. So I was doing a lot of running. So I kind of knew, you know, the points when I would run out of gas and need to come off for a shift or something. So when those shifts started to get faster, I'd be like, oh, maybe I'm a little high right now. Maybe I need to check and, and do something. Um, and then on the contrary, you definitely feel it a lot more when you're low, you know, when you get very shaky and, you know, your heart starts to come and you're sweating and, you know, you just feel very weak, um, you know. So I was fortunate enough to kind of have a good balance and even my trainers would kind of see the signs and, you know, obviously have that tracking 24-7. Um, so it was good. It was good. They did a good job of handling me and I like to think I did a good job too. Yeah, I mean, especially, you know, it's not like you did this for your whole career. So it's a brand new thing to have to deal with for basically, you know, a three-month period. You know, that's essentially all that was the time that you had it, which is a good thing. You didn't have to deal with it your whole life, but it's a it's a brand new thing. Not not to mention you're trying to play highly competitive Division One lacrosse and deal with a brand new you know whole system that you're trying to go through. Um, so what would you say to somebody that's freshman in high school? They've just been diagnosed type one diabetes, really good athlete, and not sure that they can maybe play sports or how this is going to work. That maybe their sports career is over and and they're you know, not sure what to do, what would you, you say to that person now that you've kind of gone through it and played at a high level? I would just say just to keep attacking it like every day. Um, you know, this is a thing that you, you can fight through and play with, you know, if you handle it in the right way and just know that there's a very large community of athletes that do have this disease and play at the highest of levels beyond Division One lacrosse, you know, just to name a few names, Jay Cutler, ex-NFL quarterback, Patrick Peterson, all-pro cornerback in the NFL, and, and the list goes on and on and on. So just know that, you know, not only is there a strong community of people that have this disease and have performed at the highest of levels, um, also just know that everyone is willing to help you know people have reached out to me already asking for certain advice and you know I always just tell them just to attack it like any other practice any other game any other workout and and just know that people are there for you um, you have no idea um, I think that's a great probably way to end um, first of all super proud of you that you made it through this year um, and how you performed and how you dealt with all this and I think it's you know all of us sitting in the room are all athletes and I think being athletic dealing with adversity um, this is just another thing for you to deal with and I can see by the way you're talking about it 
it's just like playing a tough opponent or having a set a new PR in the gym or dealing with a loss. Like it's just another thing. It's not a, it's not a, uh, it's not a setback. It's just another challenge. So, and you can see how you're willing to attack it. And, and I'm actually super pumped to watch how much further you do kind of take this and push it. If you, if you were able to accomplish this much with, uh, with this impact in, in one season, you know, going forward, I think it's going to be even better to watch. And, you know, we're obviously always here to help and promote anything that you're doing, but we're going to make sure, I think that we should share, first of all, your link for your fundraiser and people want to donate. Um, I think we should also share the YouTube video that they put together, which was awesome. And if we can find the clip of the last, uh, about three minutes of the regulation and the first three, six seconds of that senior day game. Again, just for sports fans out there, that would be a great uh, thing to do. So Joe, we appreciate you coming on and thanks for telling your story. It was, uh, it was an inspiration. Thanks, Justin. Appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to the stay healthy, New Jersey podcast brought to you by strive to move. If your pain or injury is preventing you from living the healthy and active lifestyle you love and deserve and want to get back to doing what you love pain-free, we offer both a free ebook and free over-the-phone consultation to help you figure out the root cause of your pain and the best next steps to help resolve it. Find our ebooks online at strivetomove.com slash our services. There you'll find an ebook for topics on such things as back pain, knee pain, sports injuries, and CrossFit injuries. These eBooks will provide you with free expert advice, tips, and exercises to help solve your pain from the comfort of your own home. Just visit strivetomove.com slash our services to download your eBook and have it delivered directly to your inbox. We also offer free, no obligation phone consults with a doctor on staff to New Jersey residents. Just call us at 908-547-0729 or visit us at strivetomove.com and click the Talk to the Doctor First button on the homepage to schedule a call with us. Thanks again for joining us, and we will see you next time on the Stay Healthy New Jersey podcast.